You know what I really love? <laughs> the Arnie State Show. It's filthy as hell. That is bona fide badass. Hit it, Maestro. Listen up, ass face. Ass, ass face. You're getting some ass. Yeah, baby. <laughs> 775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. If you don't like something I post, just ignore it. Like you ignored the harmful effects lockdowns had on children. Right? I mean, good morning, as family. And welcome to a Friday edition of the Arnie State Show. I hope that you're doing good today. Let me, let me just tell you. So, I woke up this morning. Great night of sleep. Amazing night of sleep. I, 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 I might have I wet the bed. I don't know. I got to go check because I didn't even get up to go to the bathroom. And being the old crickety man that I am, usually I got to get up at least once or twice a night to go to the bathroom. But didn't go to the bathroom last night. And no, I did not pee my bed. So I get up and I'm like, wow, I slept all the way through. That, that doesn't happen very often. I'm very excited about that. I go in to put my teeth in because I don't sleep with my teeth in. I have false teeth because, well, genetics and bad choices in life. And as I'm, I'm, I'm warming the water up to get my teeth out of the, the soapy residue, I notice that my stomach is, is kind of not feeling good. Otherwise, I feel great. I, I, I feel energized. I got a lot of sleep. You know, I'm, I'm ready. And, and all of a sudden, it just starts rumbling. It's like a bug crawl down in there and did some poopy dance or something in there. And I start to... I, I start to have some heaves. And I'm like, whoa, wait a second. Where is this coming from? So, yeah, I wait a minute before I put my teeth in. I put my teeth in. Heaves kind of go away for a little bit. Now, the adhering stuff I have to put on the top shelf of the teeth, sometimes that gets a little loose. And I'll go in the back of them, and they'll start tickling the back of my throat, which is never, ever good. But it, it wasn't doing that this morning. So I, I come out to start to work on the show, and all of a sudden, get that rumbling again. So I'm like, oh, I don't want to really puke in the studio. And I, I'm drinking some Dr. Pepper now. And I'm like, well, Dr. Pepper ain't going to make me sick. Well, it's, it's starting not to feel good again. So, Braddy Kid gets up. She's talking to me. And I'm like, I got to go lay back down. So, I went and laid back down. As soon as I went and laid back down, rumbling started again. I was like, well, fuck. What the hell? So, uh, I, I, I took some anti-nausea pills that I got. Tried those out. Woke back up. Said, all right. Then, sat down. Stomach started growling again. So it was now time to take Pepto. So Pepto is on the job now. So if I get up and run out because I got to throw up because I ate a couple of Girl Scout peanut butter cookies, because peanut butter is always good for the stomach. Uh, John Hopkins did a research study on it that I helped with. So I'm here. I'm ready to go. I'm fired up. I got lots to talk about today. Today's kind of a town hall show. We have nothing but funny stories. Good, fun stories today. Now, there's a, maybe one or two real stories, but, but, but the story I got to start with, it, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's something I watched yesterday. But before I do any of that, we got to say good mornings to everybody because everybody's here. Everybody's ready to go. Derek, first one here. Becca! Becca! Says, good morning, ass family. Thank God it's finally fucking Becca. Friday. Well, good morning to you, my friend. I hope you're doing good. Nitro! Welcome to the- 
Good morning, top of the morning to you, ass family, and happy Friday. Well, happy Friday to you, my main men, Colin and Jameson. Grab his dick and twist it. Oh, my God. Oh, dick twist. Says, morning, ass people. Well, good morning, gentlemen. I uh, hope that y'all are doing good today. Cowboy Ryan. How about him, Cowboy? Yeah, how about him? Man, oh, man, that, that, that's starting to get hard for me to listen to because I know how bad they're not going to win the Super Bowl next year. Uh, Trucker James. I was so full of testosterone, I actually killed a coyote. Says, fuck yeah, Friday. Have an ass-tastic weekend, ass family. You have an ass-tastic weekend, too. Dan. But the cream will rise to the top. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Macho madness, yes. Yes, indeed. Good morning to you, Kale. I don't have an anger problem. I have an idiot problem. Says, good morning, ass. Well, good morning to you, Kale. Hope you're good. Darren. Please be a fart. Happy freaking Friday to you, College Station. Good morning, College Station. Panda. Time to do some trash panda things. Damn right it is. There she is. Oh, my lucky start. The one, uh, the only bratty kid is in the house. The first vibrator was hand cranked and patented in the 1700s. Dildos have been around for thousands of years in all cultures. Look at that. Dropping knowledge on us on a Friday. Good morning. I hope that you're having a great morning so far. Battleborn. If you don't chew Big Red, then f*** you. Good morning to you, the Warbird. You're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, Son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Says, thank God it's Friday. Nice pajamas, Braddy. <laughs> yes, Braddy Kid was in here and she walked out and she was on camera. Oh, that's funny. Uh, good morning to you, my friend, uh, King Steve. Says, heading to Tahoe this weekend with four buddies. Guys, weekend without the wives. I'm not going to get to .35 levels, but we'll have a blast. Well, I hope you don't get to that level. You could almost die at that level. V Coop! I like to butt fuck fine ladies. Will I choke, hold a bitch? Well, maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Says, apparently Greta Thunberg is a very bitching uptight because she can't use batteries in her vibrator, so she places angry bees and shakes them up. But it's winter and there's no bees to use. Oh, she's not getting any release. Damn it. Poor Greta. How dare you? I, I, where do I have that? I have so many sound effects now, people, that I've had to start losing some. Uh, well, we can, well, no, we can't get rid of that. Uh, uh, can't get rid of those. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. Hold on a second. Oh, Lord. You know, we'll put it in here. Oh, yeah, we'll get rid of that one. There you go. How about we put Greta right here? G-R for Greta. Mm-hmm. There's Grady. Grady Judd. Greta. There we go. All right, there you go. Here's her response to you, V. Coop, finally. How dare you? There it is. All that weight was worth it. 
Oh, this show sometimes. Keyless Chuck is in the house. I'm Chucky. He's something, isn't he? Says, morning, ass family. Happy Friday. Watching Arnie singing on Twitch and gives the Twitch address there. Uh, www.twitch.tv twitch.tv slash the Arnie State Show. Well, thank you, Chuck. I appreciate that. David Garza. Says, happy Friday, AIG and ass family. Three-hour drive to Alturas this morning, and I've got ass. Yes, you've got ass the whole way, my friend. Look at that. All right, Scott. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime cow. Says, good morning, Arnie and ass family. Uh, watch the clip. Uh, Dan says, watch the clip of Red of the Drunk Cruise. While listening to one person in the video, the term uh, tackling dummy came to mind and quickly changed to cackling dummy. I think you know who I mean was still a funny video. Yeah, that was a problem. I, I, I was on, and I got to talk about something yesterday uh, on the Reddit thing before I even get to the first story, but we'll get to it. I, I promise you. Uh, Sanchez family. Free at last. Free at last. Thank God Almighty. We are free at last. Says, yo, fuck JB. Indeed. Being bored in the Bay and hating every sports team there is about one thing, Journey just hits different, one of the greatest bands ever. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I was driving around yesterday and heard a Journey song. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a double shot Journey tomorrow morning. Why? Because I love Journey. Journey is one of my all-time favorite bands. Such a great band. Oh, and no, they are not the same. They are not the same with the Korean fella. Sunshine State. The Sunshine State. Gorgeous. 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 Good morning to you, Cal, Nor- NorCal native. Everywhere on my chaka, chaka rawira. Good morning to you, Fred. Why can't car seats fit in the back of a Mustang? Because men can't have kids with other men. Good morning to you, Fred. I hope you're doing good. Stink fist, my man. Oh. <laughs> morning, ass. Everyone have a great weekend. Good, good, good. Uh, good to see that there. V. Coop says being sick is not enough of a reason to miss a show. Arraignments, however, that's another matter. Sorry you're not feeling well today, but I'm glad that you're able to push through and put on a show unlike other hosts who are apparently out without mention, uh, yet according to Reddit. Yeah. Uh, did you eat Taco Bell or ham last night? No, I did not either want to eat one of those. Uh, Ralphie. There's Ralphie. Good morning. Like a pink nightmare. Good morning, ass finally, ass family. It's Friday. Let's go. Whitewashed in the house. Good morning, ass family. Happy Friday. Christine. Morning, Arnie and ass family. It's fucking Friday, and the weekend is going to kill my tummy and butt. Liquid diet all weekend, then surgery on Tuesday. Somebody pray for Fred. Yeah, oh, I pray for Fred all the time. Fred needs all the help he can get. Come on. And that's not even with you in surgery, for God's sake. Book him. Good morning. Is it college football season yet? Because, see, I can get happy about that. I can, I, I can be very, very excited about that. Hold on. i got to empty some trash. There it is. Uh, Ralphie says, oh, Christine, that sucks. Straight fire in the house. I don't know. No, that's not the right one. Come on now. Hit the right damn button. Well, I freaking dog. Hello, Arnie Nass. I hope everybody has a great day. And the Notorious Rev is here. Whosoever, therefore, shall be ashamed of me. 
All right. Rev, good morning to you, my friend. I hope that you're doing good. Eddie's mama. The prince of fucking doveness. Uh, let's see. Uh, happy Friday-ass family. Hope everyone has a fantastic day. Fred says, picture Homer and Bart being choked. That's going to happen to Christine right now. Uh, you're out is in the house. Um, He's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, just a great guy and really uh, very, very knowledgeable. He has a tremendous memory. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. I and do. really enjoy being with I, him. You yeah. know, I, 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 I appreciate that you're out uh, very, very much. So uh, she says, uh, good morning, uh, ass family. And for the last time, fuck Tim. I won't make it annoying. Oh, it's not annoying. Come on now. Sinking. Come on. We got to do it one more time for her. At least, right? Dancing to this one. Come on. Boop, 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 boop. This one's for you, Tim. There we go. We all ready? Fuck you, Tim. Fuck you, Tim. We all hate your guts. We all hope that you get cancer in your dirty butt. Oh, fuck you, Tim. Fuck you, Tim. You're a piece of shit. We just hope that you get raped by a rocket ship. There it is. There it is. That's the original song. (laughs) Uh, This is my new favorite song. Devin Stater in the house. Shocking. Shocking. Uh, Morning, ass family. Apologies for my tardiness and retardiness. All right. So, on Reddit yesterday, uh, Tim somebody who uh, you're out knows and, and you're out hates. So, whenever somebody on the show hates somebody, we can compose a song to them. Sounds like that Tim uh, did some fucking up somewhere. And biscuits and gravy tomorrow. Callie girl, good morning to you. Hold on one second here. What's a girl got to do for you to bruise her cervix? There you go. Um, all right. So yesterday on Reddit, I saw that Mikey put a post up on the the subreddit group. Should we also mention Brie Larson? Well, I, I haven't seen Alicia yet, but Alicia will be sure to call her a cunt. I know that for sure. Um, note to self, don't be a Tim. Yes, don't be a Tim. Uh, Mikey posted something up there, and, and it was uh, it was very, very supportive. Uh, of people who are going through what it seems like somebody on another show is going through. And I know exactly where Mikey was coming from. Mikey has a a, a, a personal story that I'm not going to out. Not at all. Um, and, and he sees this in a way, and, and he, he wished for that person on the other show to get the help that they need. Because at one time, that person was at the top of their game, and I can agree with that. Um, and, and you know, the, I, the, somebody texted me yesterday about it, and they said, can you believe, and I have zero problem with what, what Mikey said. I, I don't have a problem with what Mikey said at all. I, I think Mikey was being very, very compassionate. Now, I had another take on it, and that is also up on the Reddit page, and you can hear my rant that I went on during this show uh, about that certain person. That certain person is not going to get the help that they need. I I already know that for a fact because they're smarter than every doctor out there. They're smarter than anybody who's ever had a problem, and they're too mentally strong to ever admit that they have a problem in their own eyes. And 
I just, I, I, look, you can try to help people all the time. You, you can, and, and, and I'm all about it. But when that person doesn't want the help, you just have to let them get it themselves. Uh, Alicia. I took a dump at work. I pooped on the company line. I took a dump at work. I do it all the time. The boss man takes my freedom and Alicia says, morning, y'all. It's fucking Friday. Yes, indeed it is. B. Coop says that person also gives marriage advice while being in a physically abusive one. Yes. You and Mikey definitely have had different relationships with this guy. And, and that's the whole thing is that we have. And, and, and Mikey has seen the bad side of that person. Not as much as I've seen the bad side of that person. But, but once again, I hold no. Mikey wants to feel that way. And I... I, I, I let me say this. What do Scab's eye and his wife have in common? <laughs> They're both black. <laughs> and I'm sure he'll tell you about it, too. Um, look, I said what I said. I'm not taking any of it back. I'm not going against my scorched earth nature at all. Um, I, I think the main difference is, is that... that that I was completely wronged. I, I, I was... Every time I really think about the situation, and, and this is all the time I'm going to spend on this right here, um, it reminds me of an old Clint Eastwood movie. And that movie is Hang 'Em High. And the just... I haven't seen the movie in a long time, but I do remember uh, a quote from that movie. And Clint Eastwood's going around killing the people that hung him because, and he, he has a big scar around his neck from where the rope burned him and, and, and crushed him and all that, that kind of stuff, but it didn't kill him. And he says in the movie, when you're going to hang a man, make sure you hang him high. And you see, Scab didn't hang me high enough, and that's why I'm still here. Now, he is, he, he is climbing up a redwood on his own, so that's, you know... Yes, his pathetic existence, Alicia. I don't know if he still does, but he should probably cancel his Dr. Scab segment since he doesn't seem like he can take his own advice. Nope. Hope that twat waffle shoots for a .45. Yeah. Both my wife and I had a good chuckle about that, Big Coop. Uh, while you were wronged, he was righted and lefted and righted and lefted, jab, jabbed, uppercut. So there you go. All right. So, uh, look, if anything else develops, I'm sure I will cover it. Uh, like if he dies over the weekend, oh, I'm sure that we'll have a fantastic show on Monday. Now, let, let, let me let me let me take you through yesterday, and <clears throat> I said on the show that we're going to have a much funner show today. We're not going to talk all politics, not a whole bunch of transgender shit. We're going to have fun stories today, and well, damn it to hell, damn it, damn it, damn it to hell. I, I have to start with a transgender story, hey, but 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 it's relevant. Uh, Steph. Damn, I bet you come in here on a Saturday night. You need nigger repellent to keep the motherfuckers off your ass. Steph says, good morning from Boned, Oregon. I mean, Bend. Bend, Oregon. Okay, yeah, yeah. Bend, Boned. I, I understand. Somebody's feeling a little frisky. Uh, great movie. Hang them high. Great fan. All Clint Eastwood spaghetti westerns are great. Um, so... <clears throat> 
sit down to start working on today's show, and I have a, a myriad of different websites I go to, first of all, to get regular stories for the show, and then to get kind of wacky, uh, out of the way, you know, from the, from the circular file. You know, the, 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 and, and then there's this stories. Usually the last stories, what we used to call in the industry as kicker stories. And I guess this was the world showing to me that I was on the right path because uh, Brad Kid turned on TV and she put on one of the judges' show. And this is Judge Christine Perez. Now, I don't watch Judge Christine Perez that much. It's all about Judge Judy and that, that lady who's ruining the people's court, even though she, some gal got mad on that and just walked out yesterday. Yesterday, I saw the first day. I never seen anybody walk out on Judge Judy. I'll tell you this right now, boy, I would not walk out on Judge Judy. Woo! The plaintiff walked out. Boy, that's pretty much, that's assuring that the counterclaim is going to get fucking given out. And it did. So I'm watching Judge Christine Perez, and she's got a couple gals there on the dais or whatever. Plaintiff is a, a, an esthetician. That's one of them, them people that, you know, messes with your face and, you know, cleans pores out and does all that kind of stuff. You know, the, the very important stuff there. And she was uh, waxing this other woman. This other woman uh, looked like she was Hispanic, maybe Native American. I, I'm not sure. And they go through, and, and the estheticians talking about how she had uh, done the, 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 the gal's eyebrows and then waxed, like, the, the legs, you know, the, the lower part of the legs, I guess. I'm not I don't know. I, just, I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention until the fact came up. That then it was time she's like, hey, can you do a bikini wax on me too? And the esthetician's like, yeah, I can do a bikini wax on you because that's enough. That's a lot of money. So the gal lays down on the bed or however they do it on the, the, the procedure table and I guess hikes up her skirt a little bit more. And that's where the esthetician is greeted with cock and balls. And the esthetician said, whoa! I think she actually did say, whoa! Because she was not ready for cock and balls. This tranny, who who looked like a gal, not, not really an attractive gal, not horribly ugly, but you, could, you couldn't tell. Maybe she got her mustache waxed too. I don't know. But the esthetician said no. I, I'm sorry, I don't do cock and balls. Jesus, neither one of us saw that coming. No. And and so now, the lady who had the, the, the dude, cock and balls, cock and balls got mad and left. Real cock and balls, Arnie? Or the, no, 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 no. These were real cock and balls. This was full-on cock and balls. So... The cock and balls dude left and did not pay. Holy shit. Yeah. Didn't pay for the eyebrows, the mustache, whatever else was waxed. And also did not tell the esthetician that he had a cock and balls. So now 
The esthetician's suing to try to get the money for the other waxing procedures, while the tranny is countersuing. Are you ready for this? She's saying uh, oh, what, what? that she was discriminated against. That's right. She was discriminated against. And the judge is like, no, you weren't discriminated against. Judge asked the cock and balls, did you tell them that you're a you're you're trans? And the trans is like, no, I didn't I, I don't have to. I don't have to tell anybody anything if I don't want to. The balls on that guy, literally. Well, I, I'm sitting there and I'm like, wow. I can't wait to see. And the judge, of course, because everybody whose name isn't mine seems to walk on tippy toes around this subject. I don't. I think I think that esthetician had every right not to do the cock and balls. And it's a good thing I'm not a judge. I would have told cock and balls, get the fuck out, weirdo. And that judge is, oh, I, I'm here to get justice for people, and that's all people, no matter what. And, I mean, it delaying it on thick. And then she came to a ruling and saying, hey, cock and balls, you got to pay the money that you got waxed on. And she gave a, a little bit of a browbeating to the esthetician, like you shouldn't have reacted that way. Well, I don't know how else I'm supposed to react if all of a sudden I'm working on a gal and then fucking cock and balls are exposed to me. So the esthetician got her money, cock and balls, lady. They always do this dumb little interview at the end of the show. And some shows have the people talk to one another. And the esthetician, she goes, look, I, I apologize if I offended you. Uh, it caught me off guard. I'm so sorry about this. It's just my policy that I don't work on men. And she shouldn't have said that because the training's like, well, I'm not a man. And that apology seemed half-hearted and just walked off. I'm like, you know what? Go fuck yourself. Go wax yourself, dummy. Did she say to suck how, uh, that dick when she got kicked out? Yeah. Surprised they didn't try and sue for emotional distress. I mean, that was I when when I when I heard that they got a cock and balls, I was like, whoa, putting the phone down. We're gonna watch this one. We're gonna watch this one play off. Yeah, you got a cock and balls, you're a man. Yeah, uh, well, you know what? Uh Chuck, Chuck, guess what? Guess what? You get it today, my friend. Uh where's it at? There it is. Uh Correct the Mundo. Yeah. She, the real woman, the esthetician, owes that cuck nothing, no. But you're a man, fucking retard. I know it, this is getting to be it, it. I love it. I love. I love. I love now that they're invading our court television shows. You have to work on me. No, I don't. If you're born with a dick, then you're a dude. That used to be the the telling sign of it. I mean, but I, I guess we're all wrong. We're all Neanderthals. Which, by the way, I'm, I'm fine being a Neanderthal. I'm tired of all this shit, but hey, like I said, today's a fun show. Now, we do have one political story. <laughs> we touched on this a little bit yesterday, but I did not have the number. Holy Lord, and we have to play the stupid game. 
but we aren't going to use Donald Trump this time. We're going to use Joe Biden versus regular Americans. That's the game we're going to play here. Now, if you know me, you know I love dogs. Love dogs. Even though even though Bubba's pain in the ass, he's he's the greatest dog in the entire world. Juliet, it gives me such joy watching her nip at Bubba. Oh, by the way, we had a funny thing happen yesterday. <laughs> well, it wasn't funny. It's funny now. At the time, it was not funny. So I had gotten all the stories, and I had, I had a ton of stories, right? So now it's nap time because I'm an old man, and I'm in my chair, and I'm very relaxed. So I, I believe this is, and it's before Judge Judy because I try not to sleep during Judge Judy. So I'm, I'm laying there, and uh, Braddy Kid has taken the dogs outside. And it's funny because Bubba will play with Juliet outside. He'll let her sniff, and he'll sniff, and he plays, and he jumps around. It's in the house where he, he likes to look like a tough guy when she's nipping at his legs. Well, I'm out. I, I'm asleep. And all of a sudden, the door flies open. Juliet's on the loose! Juliet's on the loose! Juliet's on the loose! Now, I have one of these recliners where you have to push the button and you have to wait for the electric thing to go down, which takes way too long. So I'm trying to jump out of the chair. I'm trying to run outside because Juliet has gotten through our iron fence. There's a small piece of fence area where she can get through. She's not supposed to go over there, and Bubba's not supposed to let her go over there. But Bubba's dumb, so he let her go over there, and she went through the fence, and Braddy Kid's tearing through the house. I've never seen her move so fast. I mean, she could have won a gold medal yesterday. So I get up, and I'm, I'm like, trying to come come to from, from being asleep. I get out the front door, and, and Braddy Kid got her. She, she was able to, to wrangle her in, and today uh, she's putting up some, some chicken wire. That way Juliet can't get through there again. But that happened yesterday. Fucking needless to say, no more nap. I was wide awake after that happened. Tower Life says, got work in the office today. Got to miss the show. I haven't tested the office staff yet. Okay. I understand, Tower Life. So, I love dogs. And we talked a little bit about this yesterday, about Joe Biden's dog, Commander. The most racist dog known to mankind. My shirt says, oh, you're you're into pronouns, huh? My pronouns are, let... <laughs> Let me see them titties. (laughs) Now, are you ready for this? We heard a few. Now, now, and, and, and once again, let's talk about Joe Biden's dog. He has a German Shepherd. Now, I disagree with a lot of states and a lot of cities and municipalities who say that German Shepherds, along with pit bulls, Uh, should be banned from certain cities um, due to the fact of their aggressive nature. Uh, I know they put Rottweilers on there, too, and I know one of my best friends who listens to this show has had Rottweilers his whole life and has never had a problem. And I would imagine if they saw my big hulking dog of, of Bubba. By the way, by the way, Lionel Messi, the world's greatest soccer player. See, us great ones have something in common. We both like French Mastiffs. See, I, I guess the story was he had to leave his dog back in Spain, 
His dog's name is Hulk. His dog's a French Mastiff. See, us great ones, we stick together. So, uh, Commander, German Shepherd. Now, is it Jew Toys or Chew Toys, V. Coop? Um, in a new document released by the United States Secret Service, we heard of a, a few attacks that that Commander had. Oh, Judge Judy hates pit bulls. Cannot stand she fucking she read the riot act at a guy yesterday who had pit bulls. I still want a cane corso. My neighbor has a cane corso. Beautiful dogs. Beautiful dogs. Is that dog's name Seuss or fucking something like that? Yeah. Bubba Bubba already whooped his ass once. Now he's gotten bigger. I don't think Bubba wants anything to do with him. Um, We heard of a few bites here and there. The actual number of bites and attacks from Commander in the White House at Nantucket, at Camp David. Are you ready for this? 24 incidents. What's the problem with pit bulls? Uh, Because bad people have owned them, and they've got a bad reputation. That's what it is. Judge Judy probably isn't fond of that shitty Africa remix that no. Stacy, good morning to you. Hope you are doing good on this Friday. When people find out that I have four testicles, they usually kind of treat me a little weird. I have zero problem with pit I like pit bulls. They're, they're, they're beautiful dogs. I've known people who have had pit bulls. And, oh, well, it's in their nature. To, it, it's in all nature's, in all dogs' natures to hunt. They do come from wolves, after all. 24 incidents between October 22nd and July 23rd. November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June, July. Nine months, there were 24 bites? Holy shit. I mean, damn. Hey, cowboy. Hey, sassy Pammy. You're not just doing this to make your wife jealous, are you? Yep. Wonder how the number of people bitten compares to the number of days scab was not at work at the same time period. <laughs> I mean, I, shit. 24 incidents? 24. Now, let's play the stupid game. If you had a dog, and your dog bit 24 different people? How long do you think you would have said dog? Oh, the dog catcher and the dog pound would be at your house quicker than a fucking hiccup. I had uh, to add an e-collar fence to the physical fence because my rescue husky is an escape artist and a runner. Yeah, oh, I... I, Uh... Were all of Joe Biden dog attacks racially motivated? I know that a few were. Uh, I, uh, there were a few that, of the bites that were uh, on black agents. I thought it was like five bites, which is still a lot. Put Joe down before his dog. Trucker James says, I'm putting it down. How do you allow? You know, he wants to come out. And look, I, I'm not going to get into this with people because I, I, I think this is a dumb war that's out there. The adopt, don't shop war. 
I think if you want to rescue a dog, great. I think if you want to purchase the dog that you want, I think that's great as well. I, I, I don't like the I, I don't like this fight in between the two. And it, it's being ramped up right now by Dave Portnoy, who who adopted a dog, and and he's selling all this merchandise. Adopt, don't shop. I'm not going to tell people what kind of dogs they can and can't have. I have zero problem. But we 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 shop for Bubba. We shop for Juliet. I'm not going to apologize for that. What does Commander have in common with the CD? Twenty four bites. Some broad on TMZ yesterday said Biden should get some tougher Secret Service agents. Oh, I look. I watch TMZ mainly to see if they have new stories out. The people that work at TMZ, I want to, they, they would be on the ass kicking tour. I'd be stopping by there after I whoop the fucking island boys and then get Michael Rappaport. Oh yeah, I, I'm gonna have to stop at TMZ. Peaches, she, yeah, Miss Peaches, and and look, he he's got a great dog, and I'm 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 happy for him. But I'm not gonna get into this war. I I, I don't want any part of this war. But yeah, saying that they need tougher Secret Service agents. Well, I'll tell you this right now, I, I'd show how tough I was. I'd shoot that fucking dog. That dog bit me like five or six times, and the president didn't do anything about it. That dog's getting put down. Yes, sir, Arafat, it's getting put down. 24 dog bites? Can we say bad owner? He should be impeached on that. And by the way, you know, everybody may, oh, well, he he rescued these dogs. He's great. Well, the president before him, he had that, that very, very hoity-toity, curly-haired dog that was not a rescue, but nobody said anything about him. Talking about Bay Rock. I got a picture of fucking Commander as he watches Biden depart the South Lawn. That dog has got its fucking mouth open, teeth showing, ready to go. Uh, They have a picture. uh, The Biden family dog commander attacked a Secret Service agent on June 11th, attempting uh, jumping on the agent's chest and biting into the chest area, tearing the agent's shirt and leaving two small lacerations. This is a big old German Shepherd, too. I mean, this this looks like one they used in Mississippi back in the 60s. I think that's probably why Joe got him. Joe probably got him from that line. Uh, Well, that's a beautiful dog there. Uh, Do you you have any uh, any lineage? Uh, I'd like to get some of them. Keep some people out of my office, if you know what I mean. I have a very territorial rescue that will aggressively bark at people who walk down the hallway towards the bedroom. We take preventative steps to make sure that she is not able to bite anyone. Yes, because you are a responsible, good dog owner. Unlike Joe fucking Biden. Joe Biden is a horrible dog owner. He's not only a horrible president, a horrible man, but he's also a horrible dog owner. Portuguese water dog, not a rescue dog, as he said he would do during his campaign. There it is. Racha. Yeah, that fucking... That poor Secret Service agent is just walking down, making sure there ain't no terrorist on the front lawn, and... Oh, shit. I think when I think when they saw that dog just wandering around the White House, they are like, oh, fuck. 
Like, and how do they do that? Like, how does the president, like, if the president, let's say the president's in the Oval Office and he's got a meeting going on, he's talking to, like, the Speaker of the House, and he's got a couple of congressional people in there, does the dog just sit next to him? Or is the dog just walking the grounds, walking around? Or is the dog with Jill? Are they in the living quarters? Like, who lets the dog out? Yeah, I know it ain't the Baja, man. They don't live at the White House. She's a small terrier, but thinks she's a German Shepherd. Yeah, Bubba thinks that, uh, Bubba doesn't realize that he's a 200-pound Mastiff. He thinks he's the size of Juliet right now. He thinks he's a seven-pound dog. That's how big Bubba thinks he is. Now, so uh, I guess they have retired Commander. Commander now lives, I guess, uh, in Delaware or wherever the fuck Joe wants to live. Commander would bite the Bahama. Commander would bite everybody that fucking let him bite him. And even people that didn't want him to bite him. Now, we do have uh, we, we have an update. <clears throat> yesterday, Joe Murphy and I, yesterday was Joe Murphy Day. Um, and we talked about Charlie Woods, Tiger Woods' son, who was trying to uh, qualify for the PGA Tours Consignment Classic, which uh, is happening. And this was like one of two events that if he qualified in this event for, he played again in a Monday qualifier, and then he could qualify and play in a PGA event when he was 15. Well, it seems that I, what's the best way that I can put this? Um, Charlie Woods, uh, in essence, shit the bed. Charlie Woods shot 16 over 86 in his bid to qualify for a PGA event. Good God. Uh, Alicia, he did go. He's on, uh, I forget what he said he's on, but he's taking medication um, to get the swelling down, and he's starting to see the swelling go down. He's taking care of it. So, yes, Alicia, he did go and get that taken care of. So there you go. How in the fuck do you shoot 86? The answer is, oh, I, I lift out a, a bogey putt to shoot 85 on 18. Wow. Back to the old drawing board, I guess. Uh, dashed, uh, son of 15 time found himself trouble with two early bogeys through his opening four holes before his card took a further hit with a double bogey on seven on the par five fifth. Oof. Yeah, he, he shit the damn bed. Oh, mama was there? Ellen, e- Elin, e- Elin Norjigan? You'd figure that she would never go to a fucking other golf event. Hell, I can shoot 86. Yeah, amen to that. He needs to use his dad's secret formula, truck stop waitresses. Sadly, I had to miss the show yesterday because I worked last night. No worries. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah, I can shoot 86. I mean, I'm not even trying to qualify for a PGA event. So there's your update on that. Now, I have a story. I don't know what to, I, 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 I don't know what to feel about this. I really don't know what to feel about this. You know, we've been having a lot of problems with China. 
yesterday, or what was it yesterday or the day before, the AT&T showed all kinds of problems with their cell phones and stuff, and everybody's saying, oh, it's China. China doing the test run. China doing this, China doing that. China's fixing to invade Taiwan. We know that. Well, <clears throat> it seems that China and the U.S. are starting a new round of Panda Diplomacy with new pandas being sent to the San Diego and Washington Zoo in a bid to turn around souring relations between the two nations. I got the really this is the way that we're gonna we're 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 gonna we're gonna start a fucking peace talks with China because they're deciding to give us a couple of pandas. Look, I have trash panda. That's the only panda I need. And wasn't it just recently that China was accused of having people dress up like bears in their zoo? Wasn't that wasn't that just recent that that happened? Now what is going to stop them from sending some counter agents over dressed up like pandas that come to the zoo and then at night they crawl out of the panda infrastructure and they go and raid Washington D.C. Pandas. What a horrible way to bridge a relationship. That's awful. Hey, I, I hope you don't mind that that boy. We 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 uh we kill babies here in China. If you birth a girl, we kill it. Here's a panda. That by the way, we're gonna want back in about twenty five years. You think them pandas want to go back to China? I don't think the pandas want to go. Didn't didn't they just send some back like last year? The panda's like, wait a second, what did I do? I live here in San Diego. Fucking air is nice here. Fucking weather's awesome. I got to go to China where it smells like death and it's hard to breathe and nobody comes to the zoo. They all come to the zoo with chopsticks thinking they're going to eat us. Yep, spy pandas. That sounds like the crap that the rest do, not J.S. Ford. Oh, J.S. Ford would never do that. They would never send pandas anywhere. I don't think that Jesse knows where to get pandas, but give him a call at 775-267-4123 if you need great floors. In exchange, we gave them a few Panda Express franchises. Oh, you know they got good Panda Expresses in China. I don't know what I'd want more, either Panda Express or P.F. Chang's over there. Boy, that shit's fresh. Mm. Mm Mm-mm-mm. And by the way, by the way, they're sending a pair of pandas over. Are these pandas, like, do they know each other? Do they, like, you know, like, I've seen videos of pandas. Pandas are awesome to watch. They're not as cool as baby hippos, though. Baby hippos are the greatest animals on the earth. If I could own a baby hippo and just keep it as a baby, I think that'd be fantastic. Because baby hippos are awesome. But, see, then they turn into big hippos. And, 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 and hippos are, are not very friendly. And also... A reminder... Columbia shouldn't have a hippo problem. No, no, they, they, they really shouldn't. 
But I mean, I saw I saw this. There's a video on online. You you can you can go to YouTube and and, and hit the search engine, panda attack. And no, it's not a trash guy beating the hell out of somebody with trash cans. That's our trash panda. This old boy in China is on a date with a gal, right? And he decides that he wants to go in there and pet the panda bear. Well, he jumps the enclosure. Uh, stupid move there, because let's remember that the second the second word in a panda's name is bear. Well, he reaches over there and he pets it and he startles the panda bear to where the panda grabs his calf and... And by calf, I mean the lower part of the guy's leg. He ripped the dude's calf off. Boy, that's a hell of a first date right there. So wait a second. Wait, wait. See, I don't like this for another reason. These pandas, they like to frolic with one another. They like to eat a lot of bamboo and then, you know, have bamboo wars and maybe fling poo at one another. And they're used to living with each other in China. Now we're separating them? We're keeping them 3,000 miles away from one another? We're breaking up a panda family? Harambe's Chinese. Oh, look what we did to poor Harambe. Oh, Harambe, you're still missed. Good Lord. Pandas. That's the well, that's one of my favorite parts of, of Anchorman was when Brian Fantana is there. Panda watch. <laughs> well, I have to play it because it just makes me laugh. Uh, panda watch. <laughs> Let's go to Brian Fantana live on, on the scene with a Channel 4 News exclusive. Brian? Panda watch. The mood is tense. I have been on some serious, serious reports, but nothing quite like this. I, 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 uh, Ching... King is inside right now. I tried to get an interview with him, but they said, nope, you can't do that. He's a live bear. He will literally rip your face off. Hey, you're making me look stupid. Get out here, panda jerk. (laughs) Always makes me laugh. Are they trans pandas? Then people will accept them. No shit. Cowboys girl, good morning to you. Hope you're doing good today. We're not going to bow down and kiss the ring of the alphabet cult. No, of course not. We would never do that. Uh, All right. Now, this is usually a a feature that I say for later in the show when we're really lightening things, lightning, lighting things, making things lighter story-wise. I'll learn how to talk someday. But you know what? Half-breed Luke. Oh wait, what did I play for Luke yesterday? Oh, I play. I I, I know what I played for Luke yesterday. Uh, now I just gotta be able to find the damn thing, uh, the Dixie horn. I don't even know where I did with the fucking Dixie horn. Da 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 da. There it is. Morning, Luke. <clears throat> we have to take a trip early this morning, as family, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. How about we take a trip to Florida? Everyone from Florida is stupid. Everyone from Florida is dumb. I might not be the brightest guy, but next to them my IQ's high. If they had guitars, here's how they'd strum. Make no mistake, Florida is the South's trash can. We have a problem in Florida right now, buddy. 
boy, do we. According to the Orlando Weekly, there is a new vigilante on the campus of Central Florida University. The University of Central Florida, sorry. And is gaining all sorts of internet celebrity after reports. And leave it to Florida to call him this. Have you seen the Rat Man? The so-called hero dubbed Rat Man is an adult man wearing a makeshift rat mask and tail, silently walking the campus at night. Oh, is this the video? Okay, there's a video. There's a guy trying to steal a bike. Here comes Ratman to the rescue. Ratman pushes him to the ground. Oh, this looks set up. He's fake kicking him. That ain't real. That ain't real. Here you go. I'll, I'll share it with you. Leave it to the state of Florida to have a superhero named Ratman. Um, the police department has gotten involved issuing a post on Twitter asking that the rat man for help for finding vandals at the campus. Uh, we hear that we have a crime-fighting partner. Hey, UCF rat man, could you or any knights help us find who spray painting uh, in the Libra garage? Boy, you put him on it. Police told uh, the news around the time a couple of department offices had met with him to present an informal certificate of appreciation, but those officers have since left the agency. Little is known about Ratman. He walks around with a fucking tail on and a long snout with red eyes. Fantastic. Fantastic, Florida. Have Ratman solve all your problems. Oh, I think that's fucking genius. Ratman was thwarted when his rival Termin X trapped him in a maze. At least name yourself something cool like Gator Man. Yeah, I mean, a basalt guy. Yeah, basalt stud. Haiti Hater. I, 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 look, there's a lot of them. But we have to stay in Florida for our next two stories. Now, for a long time, we've debated on this show. Which place is worse? Sorry it's taking a little so long, but I finally signed up as a member on the web. Hey, thank you, Trucker James. I appreciate that. Ralphie says, God bless Ratman. Now, we've debated for a long time on this show which place is actually worse, Florida or Australia. For the longest time, I called Florida uh, the America's Australia, and I called Australia the world's Florida. And then we found out that Florida had, had added some cool things to their killing repertoire. Let's think about it. In Australia, you got crocodiles, okay? You, 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 got, you got eight of the world's deadliest spiders that live there. You got snakes. You got dingoes, Okay. You got the crazy Aborigines people, too, but that's a whole different thing. You got kangaroos that'll fight you. You got all this shit, right? It's a dangerous, dangerous place. Oh, and sharks. 
Let's not forget Sharks. Then we go to Florida. Now, Florida's known for their bath salts. They're retirees that can't drive, so that's a, that's a menace. They also have alligators. Then we found out some really cool shit about them. We found out that Florida, they have monkeys with STDs. They have an influx now of pythons. And the one that took us over the, 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 the mark was the video we had of a bear swimming in the ocean. They have swimming bears there. So I deem Florida the ultimate death spot if you want to go there. I think it's worse than Australia. And now I am proven correct. In Tampa, a wayward kangaroo. Holy shit. Holy shit. A wayward kangaroo was corralled by sheriff's deputies after it was spotted hopping around the pool area of a Florida apartment complex. When did they when did they get kangaroos in Florida? Deputies were able to figure out the animal's owner and reunite them. You can own, wait a second here, you can own kangaroos in Florida? Holy shit. That, that's reason enough never to go to Florida. Pete, the, the Floridians can own them? Dave Coe. But Australia has Mick Dundee to protect us. San Francisco needs to import some of them swimming bears to take out the homeless Navy. Oh, look, look, Northern California is trying to go after the title. They are really trying. I mean, they do have a homeless Navy there. Uh, by the way, they wrangled in this, this kangaroo in Florida. So now they got kangaroos there too? Jesus. Not to mention all the... The, the 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 Colombians, the Cubans, all the I mean, I'm I'm telling you right now, Florida, most dangerous place on earth. That's not a kangaroo that was in Florida. That was a giant mouse. Sylvester the cat taught us that. That could have been Ratman. We could have had Ratman. I don't want that. I want this. Oh, where where's it? Oh, come on. Look up. Search with Google. Where the hell's his name? There we go. There's the story. I knew I'd find it. Last story out of Florida, then we'll take a break. Oh, because we have we have a great story that's going to fucking make your head explode. <sighs> An unidentified patient from Florida went to the hospital this month. Actor said that his face felt like it was on fire. Well, I mean, that would be a good reason to go, right? I mean, if you feel like your face is actually on fire, that's probably the time to go to the, the hospital. Now, he started experiencing symptoms in October, but didn't go until earlier this month. And that, let, let me just say, before anybody goes, what the fuck was he? That, that, that. Every man out there, y'all know we, we ain't going until it really, really hurts. Until we really, really need to go. We, we, we ain't going 
until we really, really need to go. Well, he finally said, I really, really need to go. Mainly because over a couple hours, my face started swelling. My lips swole up. I could hardly talk. I couldn't get even get up to go to the bathroom without my nose starting to bleed. I think that's probably the correct time then to go to the hospital. He went to the HCA Florida Memorial Hospital in Jacksonville. Gorgeous, gorgeous area of Jacksonville. It smells like swamp and abortion there. Uh, Consulted with David Carlson, an ear, nose, and throat specialist who was on call. Dr. Carlson was, quote, shocked when he looked in the man's nose with a camera and saw dozens and dozens of bugs feeding on the man's nose and sinus cavity. Some bugs were as big as the end of his pinky finger. Sadly, that's an accurate description of Jacksonville. Oh, I know. I've been there. I got to spend a few hours in Jacksonville. Gorgeous. Quote, I knew he was in big trouble. There was erosion that was occurring near the skull base next to his eye and brain. At first, the physician tried using suction to remove the bugs, which were in the uh, larval stages, but they were way too big. So he had to take them out one by one from the guy's nose. The bugs have been sent to an epidemiologist to determine their species. By the way, by the way, the doctor ended up pulling 150 live bugs from the dude's nose. Holy shit! Holy shit! Holy shit! My grandmother was right. If these if, if these bugs come back as ants, I'm just telling you right now. I'm just telling you right now. We all owe Edna Milliken, M-I-L-L-I-K-I-N. That's the way she spelled it. We all owe her a gigantic apology and should be picking our nose even more regular. Because if you don't pick it, bugs will grow up in there. Like this Florida guy. Lisa says he wasn't picking his nose to remove this. Every man picks his nose, or at least does a snot rocket. His Coke dealer was tired of him always bugging him. King Steve says, holy shit. Dave Co, I saw the video. It was nasty. Uh, wow, 150 bugs. Damn, that's crazy. I'm picking my nose right now. I hear the count on Sesame Street. A one, a bug, a two, a bugs. I'll be honest, I love it when people come in with bot flies in them, needing them removed. That's what this sounds like. Oh, God, that's just fucking gross. Oh, yes, I am picking my nose right now. I'm making sure I ain't got no damn bugs up in there. All right, the phone number is 775-357-FANS. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Mixler. More fun stuff coming up next. I was toting my pack along the dusty Winnemucca Road When along came a semi with a high-end canvas-covered load If you're going to Winnemucca Mac with me, you can ride And so I climbed into the cab and then I settled down inside 
He asked me if I'd seen a road with so much dust and sand And I said, listen, I've traveled every road in this here land I've been everywhere, man, I've been everywhere, man Across the deserts, bare man, I breathe the mountain air, man I've traveled, I've had my share, man, I've been everywhere I've been to Reno, Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota, Wichita, Tulsa, Ottawa, Oklahoma, Tampa, Panama, Madawa, La Paloma, Bangor, Baltimore, Salvador, Amarillo, Tocopilla, Barranquilla, and Padilla. I'm a killer. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. Travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. I've been to Boston, Charleston, Dayton, Louisiana, Washington, Houston, Kingston, Texas, County, Monterey, Faraday, Santa Fe, Tallapoosa, Glen Rock, Black Rock, Little Rock, Oskaloosa, Tennessee, Tennessee, Chicopee, Spirit Lake, Grand Lake, Devil's Lake, Crater Lake, Beach Lake. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I've traveled, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. I've been to Louisville, Nashville, Knoxville, Lombabaca, Shepherdville, Jacksonville, Waterville, Coastal Rocky, Pittsfield, Springfield, Bakersfield, Shreveport, Hackensack, Cadillac, Fond du Lac, Davenport, Idaho, Jellico, Argentina, Diamantina, Pasadena, Catalina, Sea, Guadamina. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I've traveled, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. I've been to Pittsburgh, Parkersburg, Gravelburg, Colorado, Ellensburg, Rexburg, Vicksburg, Eldorado, Laramore, Atmore, Havistar, Chattanooga, Chaska, Nebraska, Alaska, Opelika, Baraboo, Waterloo, Kalamazoo, Kansas City, Sioux City, Cedar City, Dodge City, what a pity. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I've traveled, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. I've been Boy, his 
fast as polished steel He wore his gun outside his pants For all the honest world to feel Well, Pancho met his match, you know On the deserts down in Mexico Nobody heard his dying word Oh, but that's the way You don't have 
don't have to call me Waylon Jennings And you don't have to call me Charlie Price And you don't have to call me Merle Haggard anymore Steve Goodman wrote that song and he told me it was the perfect country and western song. I wrote him back a letter and I told him it was not the perfect country and western song because he hadn't said anything at all about mama or trains or trucks or prison or getting drunk. Well, he sat down and wrote another verse to the song and he sent it to me and after reading it, I realized that my friend had written the perfect country and western song, and I felt obliged to include it on this album. Come on, sing it along. The last verse goes like this here. Well, I was drunk the day my mom got out of prison, and I went to pick her up in the rain. Before I could get to the station in the pickup truck, she got run over by a damned old train. And I'll hang around as long as you will let me, let me, let me, let me, let me. And I never. Stand in the rain 
show's got more ass on it than a public toilet. Probably more diseases, too. The Arnie State Show. Call 775-357-FANS. You can never go wrong playing play, playing Willie and Merle and David Allen Coe and Johnny Cash on a Friday. Glad y'all liked it. I, I like this old country Friday thing. Uh, next two songs are not country. Don't worry about it, though. But, they, but they're classics. They're great Friday... Friday type songs. Uh, Straight Fire says thanks a bunch, Arnie. I know that Poncho and Lefty is one of his favorite songs, so played that hoping that he'd be here today. Glad you enjoyed that. Uh, King Steve says keep up the country Fridays. Uh, Alicia says she's going to be passing out in the next 15 minutes, so uh, good evening to you. Have a good sleep. Uh, Triple T says, oh, memories, Cal Neva karaoke. Triple T, best karaoke ever. Yeah, look, look, look. I'm telling you right now. This is why I've contacted them about my my next stand-up show, maybe at Cal Neva in in Reno, maybe. And I plan on on doing some karaoke that night. I am going to do Country Roads, but I'm going to do the Arnie version live. Never been done live before. We will do it there. And possibly if you get me to either do that one or my usual go-to karaoke song is Hey, Good Looking" by Hank Williams. Because I nailed the shit out of that one. But, uh, yeah, so there you go. Uh, Boat Girl in the house. Good morning. Wait, hold on a second here. We got to make sure we get the right stuff here all in place. Look, I, I don't want to speak ill of your mother on Christmas, but she's nothing but a common street whore. It says, happy Friday-ass family. Hectic morning finally made it. Well, glad you are here. Um, and no place else. Come through, Ken. No shit, right? Uh, all right. So I, I promised you a story. That night was great all night, right? Yeah, that was a fun night. I got to thank you, Rise, for sending me this story. Oh, fuck. I already have all this shit in here. Come on. Yes, yes, yes. Update settings. There you go. Okay, update settings. What what? Okay, fucking Christ. Success. Thank you. Thank you very much. Ah, live Arnie songs would be amazing. Let's get on the border and show you what's happening throughout our. Shut up! You're not invited to talk on this show. Uh, live Arnie songs would be amazing. Uh, it would be even better if you got the lyrics you'll be singing out uh, to have the ass family sing along too. Maybe I could hand some of those out. Uh, we'll see what we can do. We'll see what happens. Jazz man. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo. Yeah. Just got the day off out of nowhere. Slept way in. Payday and a long weekend. The only thing that makes it better is the ass show and family. Have a fan-fucking-tastic weekend, everybody. We will. So, we've talked a lot about the illegal aliens that are in this country, and yes, I do refer to them as illegal aliens, and if you don't like that, well, kiss my ass. A Guatemalan illegal alien, Virgilio Aguilar Mendez, 19, has been charged with aggravated manslaughter after he killed a police officer last year, running him over. Attorneys representing Mr. Mendez filed a new federal civil rights lawsuit Thursday 
seeking compensatory damages from the incident as they claim the officers violated their client's civil rights. According to the legal filings, St. John's County Sheriff Office Sergeant Michael Kunovich, who died as a result of the incident, and Lieutenant Jose Jimenez, another responding deputy, acted inappropriately in mistreating the migrant with multiple violations of the Americans with Disabilities Act. The man is claiming he has disabilities because he does not speak English. The lawyers specifically claim that uh, Mendez's limited ability to speak or understand English and Spanish uh, constituted a disability. They allege he was also denied an interpreter at the scene and the sheriff's office, which would have allowed him to understand his Miranda rights. Oh, do I hope this guy gets the shit literally raped out of him in prison. He's claiming he has a disability because he don't speak English. Mage! I know like you American, and all you American look alike! Morning, asked Nagy, so I was singing along, and I went in my bedroom for some socks, and my wife goes, your mom got hit by a train in the rain, and she was killed. Like, oh, my God, is she okay? I was like, I'm singing one of the best country songs ever. (laughs) He's not American, so that act isn't for him. He sounds like a fine, upstanding person, yes. The man continued to walk from the deputy uh, after the, the police approached him, saying he committed a crime. He was walking on a sidewalk, speaking with his mother, which is not a crime. They said the officer pursued him, who apologized in English before continuing to resist the arrest. According to the lawsuit, the illegal alien was confused and told the deputy, I'm sorry, no speak, no English. They tried to attempt to restrain him, who they resisted. While fighting on the ground, he attempted to grab his taser and continued to violently resist for almost six and a half minutes. Deputies then handcuffed the migrant, but he managed to acquire a small pocket knife, and he attempted to use the weapon. Sergeant Kunovich collapsed moments after the subject was disarmed and life-saving measures were instituted by the fire rescue, uh, but he was pronounced dead a short time later. Um, I, I, I think... I understand the lawyer's trying to do his job, and he's trying to use everything in his power to get his client off. I can't think that this client has a lot of money, so I don't know why this, uh, unless this lawyer is trying to make a name for himself and get big into the illegal alien market. Um, you're going to claim, uh, you're going to claim. You have a disability. There's a disability of speaking English. That's a disability? Fuck, we have about 17 million people here now that have that new disability. Do they all get parking placards? Because I'm going to tell you this right now. I ain't giving my damn parking placard up to some damn illegal alien. Uh Uh-uh.
But remember, the libs will like to tell you this. It would be racist if we had an official language in America. If we made English the official language, that's racist. I don't know how. I don't know how. I don't know how Japan isn't racist because Japanese is their language. Mexico, Spanish is their official language. Portugal, it's Portuguese. Brazil, it's Portuguese. Canada, they just say A all the time. And there are parts of Canada where the official language isn't Canadian. I know. That's the joke. That's the joke. It's French. In Quebec, they speak French. Uh-huh. Parlez-vous français. Uh-huh. I like to smoke the cigarettes and have the crepes. I speak Japanese. Please give me blue thingy to hang in my car. If you get one, you better be sending me one, motherfucker. Tell me you have 14 cars. You need 14 placards. I, too, cannot speak English when the cops show up. Yeah, that means they have to let you go, right? I, I guess that's what it means. Now, if you are planning a trip, I gotta, I gotta warn Tommy about this. Holy shit, I gotta warn Tommy about this immediately. Actually, uh, I, I, I just got done texting with Tommy. Um, no, I have to claim no habla inglés, and I can do whatever I want. Fucking sign me up. Uh. Tommy and I were chatting. I, I, he did not know, it, and I, I did the story yesterday, um, that the Rocks Production Company, seven bucks in my pocket or whatever, seven buck productions, named it that because when he started the company, he only had seven dollars in his pocket. Okay. Be like Switzerland, four official languages, German, French, Italian, and Latin, base language spoke by very few people. The correct term is criminal alien. Don't lessen the fact that they broke laws coming here. Very true. Um. So we talked about this movie that The Rock is going to make. It's a biopic, just like what they did with the Von Erichs, which was a very good movie, but if you're as big a fan as me, it wasn't enough. But I needed a 19-hour movie for it to be enough. So let's tell the truth. This is, this is based on this is on me. Now, if you're going to make a two-hour Ric Flair movie, the first thing that you have to do, you have to do... You have to get this character. You, you have to get the right person to play him. And I don't even know who that is. The guy they got for the Iron Claw movie was by far the worst Ric Flair I've ever seen or heard. Hold on a second. Let, let's see if I can. <clears throat> Ric Flair. Okay. This is good. This is the promo they played in the Whoa. movie. No, oh, he came now, to the woo. Let's get to the less pretty facts of life. Kevin, your daddy got together with the powers that be and ordered me back down here to Dallas. Nothing happened in second rate sports community. I am the world's heavyweight champion because I am the greatest wrestler alive today, the toughest wrestler alive today. I have bled and sweat for this title. No daddy's boy is going to take that from me. This is professional wrestling. It is the most grueling of all professional sports. Okay. Secret. It's coming down now, May 5th. Texas Stadium. 
We've been talking about it now for a couple weeks. Let's just go over it one more time. You see the Von Erichs figure they got Ric Flair trapped. The National Wrestling Alliance seems to be reinforcing every claim, reinforcing everything that the Von Erichs want in Texas Stadium. They got me defending the World Heavyweight Championship in a match that says if I get disqualified for any reason whatsoever, Kevin Von Erich is a new World Heavyweight Champion. You see, they figured it because Kerry Von Erich had a big day a year ago that his brother isn't going to take second best in the Von Erich family. He's going to rise to the occasion. He's going to make May 5th a day to remember forever and ever. That means he's got to beat me. And he's going to get in that ring. He's not going to let anybody down. See, I understand what's coming down now. See, I mean, I mean, I mean, come on. That first guy sucked compared to the real Ric Flair. Do you think the woo was different in Iron Claw because Ric Flair's woo was trademarked? No. I think the guy just didn't know how to do it. I mean, the, the Ric Flair thing, I, it, it's so easy. It's so easy. Woo! All you say is woo! Now, whoa! It's woo! Woo! See? Easy. Anyway, that's what Tommy and I were talking about. But now I have to warn him about something. Tommy, who is a... Uh, <clears throat> oh, by the way, Gold, good morning. I, I, I saw you here earlier. Uh, hey, yo. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. His woo was horrible. It, it, I almost walked out of the theater when I heard that. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Tommy is going over to Europe this year, which I can't wait to see because I think it, it just... It smells of international incident, and I cannot wait. I can't wait until we're doing the show, and, and, and the show is bombarded before we even start the next day when the story comes out that Tommy has dismantled a bunch of fucking European trash. But I have to warn Tommy that this happened recently in Italy. A gang of six alleged armed robbers had had performed several armed burglaries, and they started at post offices in Rome. Now, the group of six is led by 70-year-old Italo DeWitt, nicknamed the German. Other members of the gang are 68-year-old Sandra Baruzzo and 77-year-old Renero Paula. This is a gang of senior citizens robbing people in Europe. They were finally caught back in November when they attempted to rob a post office. The, the, they, they entered the post office and they were getting ready to escape with about $165,000 when they were apprehended by the police. I, I got to tell you, you get robbed by a bunch of geriatric people. Man, oh, man, come on. All you got to do is barely touch them in the hip and it'll break it. You break an old person's hip, that's like a death fucking, that's a death blow. They never come back from that. You break their hip, they're getting pneumonia within a day and a half. 
They need a luggage thief. Joe Biden knows a guy. Battleborn says geriatric gang. Morning, swoosh. This time next year, Arnie will be leading the charge. Bring Tommy home. They freed Brittany Griner. Now free Tommy Little. Oh, God. See, I, 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 I honestly think if Tommy does something and he gets arrested there, I think he'll probably want to stay there because his wife will want to probably kick the shit out of him a lot more than anybody else will. But I will lead that charge to bring my friend home from Europe. I mean, bull china shop. Tommy, Europe. The only thing that could make it worse is if somehow I was going with him. Oh, I'd egg him on. I go, Tommy, he called you a stupid American. Tommy, I think he's peeing on an American flag. Go get him. I'd get him in trouble like he used to get me in trouble. More people breaking the law. This is our, this is our breaking the law segment here. This happened in Spring, Texas, which I believe is down near Houston. Um, this is the story of Michael Vest, who was arrested uh, on February 15th on charges of criminal mischief stemming from incidents that occurred. Um, oh. So they didn't get him on... Th- Theft because he didn't steal anything. But what he did do, I guess, does constitute as criminal mischief. The 60-year-old went into this antique shop and employees observed him Allegedly, and there there was video of it, uh, or I saw a still shot of it. Um, he walked in there, and he was wearing a kilt. Now, there's nothing too strange about men wearing kilt. I, 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 look, look, we, we know that the, 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 the saints of the show, Timmy and Nicole, I know they're listening. God bless them. I know that Timmy wears a kilt, and he wears it the right way. There's nothing else underneath that. This fella here in Spring, Texas also is wearing the kilt the right way. Nothing underneath it because he was observed placing items in his rectum. Rectum damn near killed him. Then he would take the items out of his rectum. Rectum hardly knew him. And put them back on the shelf. And he did this not only at one antique store, but went to another one. The total cost of the items was a little bit over $100. The items had to be thrown away because of fecal contamination. Oh, no. Not that. Not not fecal. Oh, come on. Feces! 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 He was freed on a $100 bond. There's Timmy and Nicole. Good morning to y'all. 
Kendall, good morning to you, my friend. He says, oh, my God. There is no just Ken. That's just nasty. That guy has a completely different line of ass products than this show does. Bucket says if he had baby powder on his ass, he antiqued the antiques. Oh, man. What makes you... See, this is the thing that gets me. Is I'd like to know what makes people tick. I'd like I'd like to sit down with this fellow and go, here's my question for you. Why did you feel the need to shove them up your bum? Like, were you wronged in this antique store before? Did did they treat you badly? I mean, there's no reason to take it out on the antique. And by the way, if he shoved a bunch of antiques up his ass and only cost him that they were only $200, they weren't really that good at antiques. That's what we like to call old junk. That ain't an antique. It's crapola. Reminds me of this Jane's Addiction video, been caught stealing. No charges because he's alphabet mafia protected. Were those antiques put in arrears? Yes, they were. Honey, what are you off to do today? Well, I think I'm going to go do some antiquing. Uh, By antiquing, I mean I'm going to shove antiques up my butt. Okay. Have fun. Be safe. Drink plenty of water. See, this, this is one reason I'd love to be a cop. I'd love to sit down and go, why? Why did you put them in your ass? And you know what? I'm not letting him go until he answers. I'm sorry. He can, he can say lawyer all he wants. I, I will violate his, uh, his, his, his constitutional rights. As soon as he says lawyer, I'm going to be like, no. Uh-uh, I need to know this. He's a real fan of ass. Send him some t- stickers, LOL. <laughs> Thank you, Kyle. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think, I think I'm going to stick shit up my ass. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. That's a case I want to be on Judge Judy. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. Judge Judy might, Judge Judy might jump off the fucking, cause I'm, I'm going to tell you this right now. I think that Judge Judy is a ninja. I really do. I, I, I seriously do. I, th- I think that when Judge Judy gets off from uh, uh, when, when, when she's doing her taping, I think that when she gets done, she takes that robe off, slips into her ninja outfit, and she, she, she's a vigilante of justice. I want to be ninja. Yeah. I want to chow, 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 chow down, and chow down to Chinatown. I want to be ninja. You have to sniff everything, make sure you didn't miss any items. Um, is this acceptable behavior at an Applebee's asking for a friend? No. And I'm going to tell you why. Because those aren't real antiques at Applebee's. They have a whole warehouse full of all that old tchotchke shit that they put up in there. That's on the walls. Those aren't real antiques. You can only do this with real antiques. So, like, if you go to Fridays, which I know that we don't ever go to Fridays, or Chili's, or any of those, you know, shtick-type restaurants, Red Robin... They got all the crap on the walls. Those aren't real antiques. 
that guy gets aroused at museums. Man, oh, man, can you imagine this guy against the climate change people at a museum? He would have to, if he wanted to put the Mona Lisa in his ass, he would have to take one of the fucking people that have glued themselves to the Mona Lisa and stick them up there, too. Oh, this, 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 this is a fight between supervillains I'd like to see. How do you fit a dresser from 1814 up his ass? The answer to that, King Steve, is very carefully. Lots and lots of lube. Oh, man. Now, we're going to stay. I I think, yeah, this is a, is this in Texas again? We're going to stay in Texas? No. No, this is Pennsylvania. Or Sylvania, I'm sorry. Sylvania is newly named by, uh, by, by Keyless Chuck. Sylvania. A man was busted at a Walmart in East Freedom, Sylvania over the weekend for shoplifting more than $1,100 worth of items. My God, that would get you arrested in California. Now, the the complaint is against John Lee Pittman Jr. Charged with theft, receiving stolen property, and possession of a firearm prohibited. Um, the man was filling up a shopping cart and attempting to leave the store without paying. Officers found Mr. Pittman leaving the store with the cart filled of a bunch of different things. But the main things uh, that they, he found were five boxes of Remington 12-gauge shotgun shells and bacon. Holy shit! Holy shit! Holy shit! Now, that's an odd combo right there. Bacon and ammo. Is that going to be the name of his autobiography? Bacon and ammo. Those were the main things he was stealing, along with other meats as well. Now, this upstanding fine member of society, Mr. Pittman, already had a warrant out Shocking. for burglary charges and when was unable to post his $10,000 bond. He remains in custody in the jail there. Man, let's see. I need some shotgun shells. You know what else would be great to steal today? Meat. It's like three shells in a pack of bacon since it was $1,100. No shit. Bessing none of the were great value brand. No, he got the name brand shit. 35 tried stealing, uh, changing Pennsylvania's name in the clip. He yells at Kyle, too. Now, that's how you prep. Good God. Good God. How dumb, stealing with a current active warrant. Yes, that's what makes it so dumb, Chuck. That's why I love it. Sound like he's trying to lure a Muslim. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Okay. 
Oh, the the the, the law ticker is so exp- expansive today, and it's so fucking great. Good God! This next story, once again, we got it. We got to travel over to Italy. Oh, I love free meat. Where can you buy both in the same store? At Walmart. Oh shit! While I'm here, I better get some bacon. Shit! I forgot, man. I was hungry. The great niece of 80-year-old Italian woman. Uh, Maria Basso. She uh, she went out to eat with her, her with her aunt. Or her aunt is Maria Basso. That's the aunt's name. Um. Now Miss Basso is eighty years old, and there's a problem. She has she has she has a problem where she can only eat baby food. I guess she has, you know, messed up palate or messed up body. Uh, she lives at a retirement home in Asiago. Uh, she also, uh, now, Miss Basso, the old lady, she lived in Iran for a while. She fled after Khomeini Revolution there in 1979. She's lived a great life. Now, the great niece of the victim, who contests the uh, accusation, is now under house arrest and is being tagged with an electronic bracelet. Over a two-month period, the suspect, looking to take advantage of the great aunt's uh, vulnerable state, showed a strong interest in the assets, which were earmarked 15 years ago for a Christian Youth Education Institute. By the way, this inheritance was worth about 428,000 pounds, now, that's not the weight. That's their monetary unit there. That's probably about $700,000. Under her plan, she wanted to try to convince the old woman to revoke the general power of attorney issued in favor of her longtime friend and give it to her instead. She wasn't falling for it, though. So then, you remember, as I told you, uh, she could only eat baby food because she was so fucked up? Well, the great niece tried to feed her by killing her with spaghetti. She tried to force feed the woman spaghetti when she took her out to lunch. Now, uh, I guess she died. The old woman died because she couldn't, like, and she was trying to make it look like natural causes. Uh, The the niece took Basso out for lunch, forcing her to eat the spaghetti dish that caused her death. After the officers put in a request, uh, gave a go-ahead, suspect was placed under house arrest. So there you go. She killed her. Great death by spaghetti. That's like Italian waterboating. Assault spaghetti. Time to ban it. Yeah, no shit. We can't sell that anymore. Holy shit, we're gonna have to tell that guy in Sylvania. Hey, uh, while you're there, get some spaghetti. 
Put the spaghetti with the ammo. Uh, where are we going? Okay, uh, this this happened in Boston. Ah, uh, will you pack your car and you go get some chowder? Top of spaghetti, all covered with our dead ant. A U.S. Customs and Border Protection dog sniffed out something unusual in luggage from a traveler returning from, of all places, Africa. <laughs> Thank you. All right. A passenger returning from a visit to the Democratic Republic of the Congo, never been there but gorgeous, reported that the luggage contained dried fish. Now, first of all, that right there. Come Who's coming all the way to Boston with dried African fish? Yuck. That's going to stink, man. But the dog smelled something different. The dog's like, uh-uh, that ain't no dried fish there. Mm-mm. So they decided to look in the man's bag at Boston's Logan Airport, and it revealed the dead and dehydrated bodies of four different monkeys. Actual primates. Traveler said he brought the monkeys into the U.S. for his own consumption. Holy shit! Holy shit! Raw or minimally processed meat from wild animals, sometimes referred to as bushmeat, is banned in the U.S. due to the threat of a disease. You think? You think that some some dehydrated fucking monkeys could possibly bring disease? I think so. Have y'all never seen the movie Outbreak? This story is bananas. Lots of gorillas in the Congo, according to the movie Congo. So it smelled like Kamala Harris. Now, don't do that. That's how you get funky viruses like Ebola. The potential dangers posed by bringing bushmeat in the U.S. are real. They carry germs that can cause illness, including the Ebola virus. No charges were filed against him, but all the luggage was seized. And nearly nine pounds of bushmeat was marked for destruction by the U.S. Center for Disease Control. Well, you put that in a big old fire. I do too, V. Coop. I've eaten some bushmeat back in the day, LOL. Arnie, did you just say bushmeat? Yes, I, I, I said bushmeat. They have it as one word. You have it as two, but it is bushmeat in one word. I mean, I, I'm looking, and they took a picture of it, man. This is gross. It's like the shrunken heads. That's something out of a fucking terrible voodoo movie. Ugh. Ugh. 
Good God. Now, we've all had friends, and we all had disagreements with friends over what we could consider very trivial, but it's important to them. Okay? You know how I always tell you, it, it, there's nothing that you can believe in somebody. If it's important to you, it's important. That's what I always say. If it's important to you, it's important. It can, it can mean nothing to anybody else, but it's important to you, so it's important. If it's a problem for you, it's a problem. With their fines, at least, you can get fines for importing Kinder Eggs from Germany. I don't think so. I like my meat brushless or at least very thin landing strip. <laughs> yes, you like it, you like it bushless. Um, this happened, oh, I'm sorry I didn't do this earlier. Uh, this was in Florida. 35-year-old Walter Grimes says he recently became homeless. I was walking out of my apartment, and this guy came over to me and said uh, someone just got stabbed in the apartment he just came out of. Um, so, of course, he called the cops. It started all over an Xbox. Hey, some people live like that. Um one of the men said if he was going to have him uh, have his Xbox, and he said no. I guess that must have upset the guy. Uh, he was taking his Xbox with him. Flint said Grimes went over to hang out with his friend, but after he refused to give over his Xbox, Mr. Grimes got mad and pulled out a samurai sword. I like rabbits because you can pull their ears back and make them look like Asian people. da na 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 Um, this is the second time and will be the third time in my career they've seen this. The victim had cuts on his face, shoulder. He was also struck in the hand. Police say the victim was screaming when he walked out of the apartment. Yes, because he was just attacked with, 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 with a samurai sword. I mean, come on. Really? Do you think the guy's doorbell was... How cool would that be if you could get that as a doorbell or a horn? If you could get that as a horn on your car, Mage, get this. Ancient Chinese secret, huh? Samurai swords, uh, a.k.a. katana. Once you draw it, you must draw blood. It's an ancient Chinese secret. Well, thank you, Swoosh. I did not know that. I mean, seriously. Paya! Yeah. That's a little much. I mean, if you have a samurai sword and somebody's taking something from you, you're not going to not use it, right? I mean, seriously. Now, the next story is out of Oakland. And before I even say it. Shocking. But it is. No, I don't want to continue this Mercury News, you piece of shit. I can do the story fine. Uh, an Oakland man was set to set, uh, start trial for murder, okay? So he's a bad dude. I don't know if he's as bad as Corn Pop, but it sounds like this fella 
is possibly a very, very bad dude because he's on trial for murder. To infinity. And beyond, good morning to you. A uh, sword can be used to chop, 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 chow down. Um, so he talked to his lawyer, and the lawyer talked to, I guess, his wife, said, I need a suit for, for, for court. So they sent a suit. Send some shoes over because a lot of times there's some people that will argue you can't get a, a fair trial if you show up in the prison jumpsuit orange. So he told his lawyer, and the lawyer said, okay, I'll tell your wife. And they went and got him a suit, got him some new shoes, or got him a pair of shoes so he could wear to court. Now, here's the part that makes me laugh is that the stupidity of the guy. The man's in jail on murder charges. Do, do you not think that they're going to search your suit? Because they did. Now, in the suit, they found nothing. But the shoes, that was a different story. The shoes contained heroin and marijuana. Needless to say, the man is facing even more charges today on attempting to bring in heroin and marijuana into the jails because that's what he was going to do. And all in his suit. Now, if the lawyer was not in on that with him, you know that lawyer's pissed. That lawyer is mad as hell. All right, our final story here. I don't know where this is going to be aired. Um, (laughs) Those charges suit him just fine. Whatever suits you, if the shoe fits. Um, The series titled Cruel and Unusual Punishment, The Male Takeover of Women's Prisons. Now, this series will consist of multiple episode interviews with various insiders, prison guards, and female inmates on the impact of forcing biological women to share facilities with transgender people. Each episode will be 5 to 10 minutes long and available for free on IWF's YouTube account. Um... I guess this became a big deal because of all the rapes that are happening, all the beatdowns that are happening in women's prisons due to the fact that men are in there. Now, now I know that we talked about this a long time ago on the show, and I know that I said nothing good of this will happen that we're going to see a lot of different rapes. We're going to see a lot of women getting beat up because these are men that can't control a men's prison, but they can run a women's prison because they're bigger and they're stronger, and maybe they intimidate the women a little bit more. Now, I I, I said all that, and contractually, since now there's a docuseries detailing just how right I was about this, Contractually, I have to play 
Well, I don't want to sound like a dickhole, but I told you so. Yes! Everyone can eat shit! A big bag of shit! <laughs> I'm the greatest man in the world! I don't want to say I told you so, I don't want to blow our own horn, but toot! Say my name. I am the chosen one. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. I am. People know me. Password is astastic. That's right. Astastic. Mm -hmm. One word. Astastic. Yeah. Astastic. It's A-S-S-T-A-S-T-I-C. Astastic. Okay? Astastic. As you all know, I am the most powerful man in media. That's why he's the GOAT! The GOAT! I thought, for some reason, smart people were usually in charge of things like prison and running prisons and running jails. I thought they put people that were not necessarily like book smart, but smart on that subject. And if you have a man who says he's transitioning to be a woman and needs to be in a woman's facility, and I know that Dave Chappelle did a joke about this in his last special, which, by the way, I, I told you this was going to happen before his last special aired. Um, when he says, uh, when he's pretending to be a, a male inmate, shut up, bitch, or I'll beat you with my lady dick. Blah. I, I I told you so. That, that, that's all I can say. All right. Last break coming up next. 775-357-FANS. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. Hit me up on Mixler as well.
775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Now, that right there was a playlist of Friday, or either Friday or Saturday, or in, including Sunday nights here growing up in the Metroplex of Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, I believe it was, well, Friday night was usually football game night. So Saturday night, if you were underage, which I was, there was a, a, a dance club. That's right. Your boy used to go clubbing back in his his teen rebellion years, 16, 17 years old. Now, we would, pre, we would pre-game by hitting all the liquor stores in the bad parts of town that wouldn't ID you. So you get all hammered, and there was a, a dance club called Monopolies. And it was for, it was uh, 21 and under. It was a dance club, and you go there, and, you know, you get your dance on, you hear all that. You got the, the guys with their puffy shirts and their blowed-up hair, you know, d- dancing the way honkies dance. And, uh, of course, the best dancers in there were black. And, and Vanilla Ice did hang out. He, he, he didn't go to Monopolies. Now, that would be Sunday nights. Sunday nights at the club, as Sunshine State would say, Sunday night, there was this club in Dallas called Club A. Now, I, I don't know why they named it that. I guess they knew I was coming. But it was Club A. And this club was, uh, let me just say, banging. Now, the best part about Club A is that my friend in high school, my buddy Trent, his two, other bro, his two older brothers, both, one was a college offensive lineman. Very, very large dude, if you will. And his brother was a punter. Not that big a guy, but but all the Brownlee fellas could fight. And uh, I do know that for a fact that on Sunday nights, we would go to Club A because Trent and I could get in. And, and on Sunday night, it was quarter well drinks. Meaning you got some rot gut liquor, but you only had to pay a quarter for it. And let me just tell you, you'd pregame a little bit before you went to quarter fucking well drink night and then you would get all kind of furnt and all kind of hammered furnt was a word we used growing up furnt meant fucked up and yes we were in clubs you're in a nightclub for god's sake what do you think's going to happen at a nightclub people are drinking and doing drugs yeah there are women there and uh and people have guns so anyway go ahead the one night that i recall at club a now vanilla ice did dance there and I've had my, my buddy Brian McNeil, he and Vanilla Ice are actually friends. And, and uh, they, they've danced together, and Brian's beat him in some dance, dance-offs. There was another place, uh, uh, Katana's, that we went to that was a dance club that was over in Garland. That, that really sucked. It was more of a roller rink that turned into a, a dance club. And you went there in junior high. High school, you went to Monopolies. And if you're cool like me and you drank at underage because that's what the cool kids did. You go to Club A on Sunday night. Now, we saved the, the Sunday night going out. That, that was summertime mainly, because, you know, wintertime we ain't going to do that because we got school the next day, and we didn't want to be too hungover at school. Now, I'll never forget one night we were at the club, and it was during the school year because the, the Cowboys lost a playoff game, and I remember they lost to the Lions because Tony Casillas was there, and I was yelling all kind of expletives at him mainly because I was drunk and I didn't realize that Tony Casillas could end me in the, in, in the snap of a finger, but I didn't care because I had Trent's brothers there. Now, 
One of Trent's brothers got mad at me one night, and I was terrified. You see, I worked at a water park growing up, and I'm, I'm meeting up with a bunch of those guys tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. And we all kind of had this little thing that we all did. We all we all kept our lifeguard whistles. Like you get you get a whistle and you chew on that thing all day. You couldn't blow it unless you were saving somebody. You couldn't blow it to tell people to not run, not do anything, right? You could only blow it if you're going in for a rescue. So most of the time I was chewing on it because I couldn't dip up on the stands, which sucked. So it was wore down. This was something, and and we all took we we all kept our whistles, and most of us put it on our keychain. We didn't use it like a rape whistle. It was just something to have. It, it was like a little badge of honor that we had. One night, we're in the club, Club A, in Dallas. Quarter well drinks. It's December. We're on Christmas vacation. And I'm letting loose. I'm having a good time. I'm dancing. I'm fucked up. I'm furnt, as I would say. And I hear whistles being blown in the club. Now, mind you, I am a 17, maybe 18-year-old who grew up in Garland, Texas. Garland, Texas. Not a hotbed of activity. Not a hotbed of pop culture happening there you had to you had to venture out to see your pop culture and, and stuff like that and this is 1989 going into 90 yeah so I was 18 so we're in the club we're dancing we're getting you know talking to girls doing all kinds of stuff drinking I'm mainly there to drink and I hear these whistles going off. I'm like, hey, you know what? I got, I got my keys. I got my whistle. So I start blowing my whistle. And uh, Trent's brother, his big, big, the offensive lineman who played at UTEP, his name was Lane, but we all called him Laney. I see this large man running towards me. Laney's running right at me. And he's looking dead me in the eyes. I, I'm like, oh, fuck. And Trent's like, what'd you do? I said, I didn't do anything. I'm just standing here dancing, drinking, blowing the whistle. And Lane stops, and he grabs Trent, and he goes, your friend's a fag? I said, wait, 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 what, huh? (laughs) And he explains to us that those were his words. Those weren't my words. Those were his words. He explains to me. That's how they find uh, uh, that the the gay fellas in the club have whistles and they blow them off to show that they're waiting for some gay butt sex in the bathroom. Once again, I'm from Garland and we didn't really have a lot of gay people at our school. Well, we had gaydar. We, We knew who was gay and then later they came out and we were right. But we didn't know about their crazy lifestyle and stuff. Um... Needless to say, uh, the whistle was off my keychain and in a trash can by the time we left the club. Because I was terrified that Lenny was about to beat me up for being gay and hanging out with his brother. Thinking that I wanted to have sex with his brother. He was very protective of Trent. Needless to say, uh, we, we didn't go to the club much after that. I learned my lesson. Now, just one of those stories that I figured that y'all might like. Um, we have to play uh, one of our games here on the show here. The 
You make the call. So how was the bathroom? Very clean. Very clean. <laughs> Thank you, Stinkfest. Um, this is a story that, that, that's going around the Internet, and I want to know what you would have done because this is fucked up. This story is fucked up. Uh, this is a story about some gal who claims her name is Sarah. Sarah Connor. She got invited to one of her work colleagues' weddings. Okay? Now, this is a gal who's never been invited to a wedding before. She didn't know a lot of people, and she got invited, and she was very, very excited about going to be invited to the wedding. She's a gal. She finds that stuff cool. Some were blowing more than whistles up in club. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they had to run people out of there, from what I understand. No, I was not one of them. So it was the first wedding she'd ever attended outside of her family, so she's going she's to have a good time. She wants to go to the wedding. She wants to maybe get a little dance on, get a little furnt on. If I can bring back the word furnt, I would be very happy. If y'all are going to get fucked up this weekend, you're going to get furnt this weekend. Furnt. F-E-R-N-T. Furnt. F-U-R-N-T. Furnt. Either spelling is okay. Now, this happened over in jolly old England. Now, she had to make an eight-hour drop to the venue. So it, it, it's kind of a destination wedding. But she's like, fuck it, I'm going. I'm excited. So uh, she and another invited colleague, I can safely say that I've never been excited any time I've been invited to a wedding. Now, Dave Co, do you really want me to underline any time there? Think before you speak, my friend. Any time? Um, which includes your own. So her and her friend got in their car on the wrong side of the road, and they made the eight-hour trip to Scotland. Ah, Scotland, great. It's great being in Scotland. Eight hours, drove to the B&B. Now, the owner of the B&B said, uh, Lassie, there are no cabs anymore, so I'll have to drive you to the wedding. And she said, great. So on the day of the wedding, good old Sarah and Sarah's gal pal were so excited. They're soaking it all in. They had a, a, a Celtic hand tying and a candle ceremony that happened. I wasn't invited to my wedding. I was volunteered. <laughs> um, Sarah goes on to say we took pictures of the brides mingled with other guests and got on the transport to the reception where the dinner would be so these people are going all out I mean they, 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 they're doing like you know you're going to get married out on a cliff somewhere and it's going to rain on you because well you're in that part of the world where it always rains it's never sunny in Scotland that should be a TV show so they get on the transport. They go to where the reception is. Now, when she got to the reception, she checked in to find where her table seat was, but she couldn't find her name. 
She looked it over two, three times. Couldn't find anything. And she's vexed about it. Why? Because this is quite vexing. You just drove eight hours to go to a wedding, and you can't find your name where you're supposed to be seated. And you, uh, you RSVP'd. You did all that shit. Well, the master of ceremonies wandered over and asked Sarah and her friend for their invitations. After looking at them, he looks at her and he says, quote, they were only invited to the church and evening drinks and that we needed to leave. No, she RSVP'd, swoosh. But she didn't read the uber small print on the bottom of the invitation that said, you are not invited for the meal. Sarah and her friend slumped away, humiliated, to say the least. After they found a local restaurant, they returned to their B&B to freshen up. They told the owner of the B&B that they were what happened, and the B&B owner was pissed and tried to feed them and then and the the owner of the B&B got mad at him for not telling her off. So at 7 o'clock in a fit of rage, the owner of the B&B drove Sarah and her friend back to the wedding venue. This is a few hours later. Sarah says, by this point, the entire venue was sloppy drunk as they'd been drinking for five hours. And at this moment, they realized that they were the only two not invited. Holy shit! Holy shit! To make matters worse... They heard the bride later let it slip that the only reason she got invited to the wedding is because her boss said it would be the polite thing to do. Sarah, the heartbroken writer, says, we were, we were devastated. We thought we were friends. They spent roughly three hours there before leaving again and having drinks at a local pub. So, as family, um, I'm asking you real quick, you make the call. What would you have done in that situation? If you show up and they kick you out of the dinner and and Scott says, fuck that, I'm stealing Chilean sea bass. I hear that. Um, What would you do? Well, because I, I, I'll tell you what I'd do, but I want to know what would you have done in this situation? Chuck says, what the hell? Hope she didn't bring a gift. Actually, I'd leave with a new blender. 
Stackar, my man Stackar. Good morning to you, Stackar. He says Hulk smashed the cake. Now, now, Stackar, no. No matter what it is, we do not mess with the cake. I would steal the cake, but I will not Hulk smash the cake. Uh, I mean, if I was her, the bride would be going home without hair and tore up dress. Vic Coop says I'd drive onto the wedding cake like Rey Mysterio doing a top rope plancha. Devin Stater says if I'm paying for a wedding in Scotland, you keep your ugly bushmeat ass out until I summon you. Scott says steal all the gifts, pop the bridal car tires. Bucket says whip out my wiener. Gold says steal the gifts or dick pics on every camera on the table. I'm just going to tell you right now, <clears throat> I'm pooping in the punch bowl. Yep, I am, I am going to let one fucking fly. There will be an Arnie turd in the punch bowl. There will be an Arnie turd somewhere. Oh, and yes, I will be going through the wedding gifts. If there are any envelopes there, yep, that's coming to me. If those envelopes are thick and full of cash, they're definitely coming with me. You invited me to the wedding only. I, I couldn't even get the dinner. I had to drive eight fucking hours, and I don't get fed. Hopefully, it's a floater so they'll see it. Oh, I, I don't care. It, their poop is in the punch bowl. I'll tell you this right now. I'm walking away with some gifts. There will be poop in the punch bowl, and the top tier of the cake is coming with me. That's, a, that, that's about as much as I will do to the cake. I will take the top tier and just eat it. I like the popping of the tires. If it sinks, they don't do it until after they're all drunk. They missed out on some fine haggis. Hey, look, man, that, that's just wrong. You don't invite somebody. You're only invited to the wedding. No reception for you. You're not reception worthy. Everybody else is. I guess there are like 200 people there. So 198 people got to eat and two people didn't. Oh, good Lord. That's awful. That is so bad. Now, I guess I guess Netflix has brought back one of their dating shows. They got all kind of crazy stuff on Netflix now. Down with Love, where they got people with Down Syndrome who who date. Who, yes, I watched because I know I'm going to hell. You got Love on the Spectrum. You got a bunch of people who have autism and all kind of fucking weird shit going on. That date. They're, they're, they're extremely awkward and strange shows to watch, but they make me feel better about myself. And then you got this show, Love is Blind. Now, I remember when this first show first came out. I guess this is, what, season three? And what they do is they, they, they get about eight dudes, and they get eight broads. And they go on dates with one another, but there's a wall separating them. They're six, okay, six, eight, whatever, same thing. And they can't see the other person. They don't see the other person until after somebody is either gotten engaged or or they say they're ready to go and and this is the person for them. I I forget exactly how the show works. Now, this is a show. uh, uh, This one's about. uh, Now, this gal, 
She's a 31-year-old flight attendant. Uh, her name is Chelsea. And she fell for this dude, Jimmy. Now, they, they fell in love by, by just talking to one another in the course of a week. And, of course, he's going to ask the question, is this a train wreck? They go, go to Mexico, the resort, and spend time together? Yeah, yeah, something like that. So uh, she, he asked the question like any man's going to ask, what do you look like? Because every man's going to ask that question. We're very visually stimulated. And she says that I look like Megan Fox. Now, if you know what Megan Fox looks like, Megan Fox is hot, or at least was before Machine Gun Kelly ruined her, except the fact that she's got big toes for thumbs. Well, after seeing a picture of this woman, let me tell you, this bitch looks more like Red Fox than she does Megan Fox. She doesn't look like Megan Fox at all. Whoever told her that she looks like Megan Fox was lying to her. Now, is she attractive? Eh, okay. I mean, she's all right. She's kind of... Eh, she ain't Megan Fox. Did he ask if she has a penis? Because from earlier story, it might be there to surprise him. Very true. What's Bill Clinton's favorite C to put in his penis? Chelsea. She looks like Katy Perry. This guy don't even... Eh, she might look, she looks like, she looks like if Katy Perry had a baby with Jay Leno because she's got a long Jay Leno chin. Despite the initial surprise when he said that she lied to me, she doesn't look like Megan Fox. Salesman admitted that he still found his future wife beautiful and had no problem with her appearance. At the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. I'm very attracted to her. I can work with that. He also complimented her in person, gushing that she was gorgeous when they first met. Now, uh, real quick, I, I'm just I'm doing this. I, I'm this is just Arnie. You don't have to believe me with this, but. Because, see, I've, I've seen some backlash from this show. Remember that first season, the people were going to get married, and they ended up not getting married, and they shit all over the dude. They shit all over the people who didn't get married. This guy don't want to get shit on. Now, look, this guy is no fucking, this guy's no real keeper. He ain't no Hollywood hunk. And it ain't like he's hanging out with Clooney and Pitt. But, but don't, don't say that you look like that. I look like Megan Fox. That's who I look like. Celebrity I most resemble, Megan Fox. Megan, definitely. I've been told that all my whole life. That Indian guy was rich. Exactly. Said she looked like Janet Jackson, looked more like Freddie Jackson. Great line out of Friday. That's why I use the Red Fox line. Yeah, nothing like her. Someone wrote, Chelsea is Megan Fox from Timu. <laughs> She's a wish version of Megan Fox. Oh, gosh. Oh, that's sad. That is just sad. All right, there you go. All right, I'm glad I got you guys to make the call on that because I would have been a total, I would have been like, nope. 
See, that, that, that's, that, nope. You lied to me. You lied. You don't look like Megan Fox. You look like Megan Fox's elbow. If they would ask me, Arnie, what do you look like? I'm a big fat dude that's bald, got fake teeth, funny, very loyal. But, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm no prize. Probably ain't going to get engaged on this show when I say, well, I'm no prize. All right. Speaking of outer beauty and outer shit, hey, a little life lesson for your youngsters. It's not your face, you fuck. It's how you <laughs> face the fuck. Oh, man. Guys in New York City are losing their minds. New York yes. City? Yes, indeed. I, I, I don't understand this. This is according to Dr. Mark Everett, a plastic surgeon on Manhattan's Upper East Side. There's been a new procedure that is taking flight. A lot of people are, a lot of dudes are doing this procedure. This is the number one request for dudes, not the make my penis bigger. No, instead, men are looking to have their nipples reduced in size. And they're looking to make it look more and more like David fucking Beckham. Oh, oh would you like your nipples to look like a strawberry banana smoothie? Oh, yes. Oh, I'm David Beckham. I'm a footballer. I like to kick the ball. And then I kick it to another guy. And then it goes out of bounds. Dr. Everett says, people want David Beckham's nipples. Another doctor, Dr. Eli Levine, says he, he does the procedure at least once a week. It's definitely a growing trend. What, I, like, I, the procedure is pricey. Uh, it's quick to perform. Patients can head back to work the same day. Chest is numb by a local anesthetic before surgeon cuts around the sides of the nipple to remove skin and any extra breast tissue that may have formed. Why are you worried about your nipples, dude? So men in New York have baloney nipples. Women, you may want to avoid in New York looking for a husband. Shrinkflation has hit nipples. Like, I, I can never go, yeah, you know what, man? I, I can't see me sitting around with my buddies tomorrow going, yeah, I've always wanted the nipples of David Beckham. wonder how David Beckham feels about this. He probably loves it. Oh, no, I'm East. They want my nipples and my strawberry banana smoothie. If you don't remember what that was from, that was a dumb bit that I did a long, long time ago on the morning show. When David Beckham became like the spokesman for Burger King and the strawberry banana smoothie. I'll stick with the penis enlargement, thank you. I got me two pieces of Canadian bacon sitting on my chest. I've never thought about having them reduced. Yeah, I, I mean, that's one of the last ones I would think of. 
Probably lipo first for me. Take all the fat, put it in my wiener. I don't know. Give, give me a facelift or do something to my face. Yeah, I think the last thing I'm thinking of, would you like anything done with your nipples? My nipples? What's wrong with my nipples? Joe Murphy probably had this done. I think Joe Murphy had it done first. I think Joe Murphy's nipples probably were David Beckham's, uh, it, it, his his guide. Beckham's like, blimey, so I want those nipples. I saw it on an international sex worker. Maybe I could offer him a strawberry banana smoothie. Fucking people. So damn dumb. Speaking of dumb. It's happening. I I'm just telling you right now, we're gonna see we're gonna see people dying in dumber and dumber ways very, very soon. Joe Murphy has bullet nipples. They just bounce off him. The world's largest capsule built for space travel has opened its doors to the public, revealing a luxurious experience for up to eight people who only have to pay $125,000 a seat. So you're getting quite the discount here because I I, I know that doesn't uh, Mr. Bezos charge like 250 grand? Now, see, I'm just waiting, and I think these are going to be my first casualties here because mm, what am I smelling? Oh, I'm smelling an implosion that happened in the Atlantic Ocean last year when people decided that they were smarter than the United States military and they built a submarine to go and visit the wreckage of the Titanic, which sits about 800 feet lower than any sub that the American military allegedly uses. And what makes this story so much more delicious, and I didn't realize this because it might have been played earlier, but the company is based... Everyone from Florida is stupid. Everyone from Florida is dumb. I might not be the brightest guy, but next to them my IQ's high. If they had guitars, here's how they'd strum. Make no mistake, Florida is the South's trash can. We have a problem in Florida right now, buddy. Now, the story just gets better and better. The capsule is almost two times the size of Virgin Galactic spaceship and, uh, and Blue Origin, about four times the size of SpaceX's Crew Dragon. Now, unlike other crazy tourist companies that want to visit space that use rockets, <laughs> the spherical pod is strapped to a giant balloon that will soar 20 miles above the surface and hang in the final frontier for two hours. Now, the problem is that you're not in space unless you're like, there's a certain number. I think it was like 58 miles above 
the surface of, of, of the earth. Virgin takes their customers 50 miles above the surface. Blue Origin soars 65 miles. Now, the space balloon finished its launch vessel. The test capsule named Excelsior in honor of the late balloon space jump pioneer Joe Kittinger, who held the world record for the highest skydive at 102,000 feet. Neptune is 16 feet in diameter, providing pressurized volume of more than 2,000 cubic feet. Unlike the Titanic sub, we'll get at least to watch this thing explode, yes. Russia and China won't shoot that spy balloon now, no way. A balloon ride. You are taking the greatest hot air balloon ride in the history of time. Ooh, we're 20 miles over. We're not really in outer space, you see, because then the balloons would burn up. If you spend $125,000 on a balloon ride that takes you above Earth, you better give the best birthday presents known to mankind. Because if you've got $125,000 to fucking waste on this stupid fucking thing, Random question time on the soundboard. I'd assume that you have the sound tag with descriptions, guessing you also have the walk-up music. Uh, yes, yeah, well, uh, no, not by username. Uh, I, I know what the sound effects are, random question, which I said you could ask yesterday. Some of them I have tagged by username. Other ones I just know where they are. Uh, but all my sound effects have, like, different names on them, like the Kill Bill uh, Siren. <laughs> And, and I have different labels for the, the different, like, I, I could have, I have an unlimited amount of, of labels of, of different boxes I can keep them all in. But, like, uh, for, for, uh, for King Steve, I do have that written as King Steve. So there you go. Um, these idiots are going to wind up in the land of Oz. No, these idiots are going to land up dead. Fucking stupid. Hey, Mama, we're going to go up and look at the earth in a balloon. I need $125,000 to do it. All right, final story. And boy, oh boy, you're going to thank me for letting me this one last. Will they wake up dead? If they know Joe, if, if they know Joe Biden, they will. No, God damn it. Come on. I don't want caps locked. Continue. All right, I submitted it because I have to read the story. Come on now. Well, now I have to go to this email and open this email up. Why is it not going into this damn thing? Come on now. Okay, there we go. Now I've done it. The Mercury News, no thank you, no thanks. Don't want to sign up for it. Victoria Hill. Never understood how she could be so different from her daddy. 
The 39-year-old didn't look like him, didn't act like him, and turned herself into a clinical social worker from suburban Connecticut and used to joke that perhaps she was the mailman's kid. She was starting to worry about some health issues and uh, was puzzled because neither one of her parents had suffered any of the symptoms before. So, Miss Hill decided to go out and do some DNA testing and bought one of those kits from 23andMe. 23andMe should be, they should rename their company How to Ruin Your Life. Well, what should have been a quick routine quest to learn more about herself turned into a shocking revelation. One of the revelations is that she had many more siblings than just the brother she grew up with. The count now stands at 22 siblings. Some of them reached out to her and dropped more more bombshells. Hill's biological father was actually not the man she grew up with, but a fertility doctor who had been helping her mother conceive using donated sperm. The doctor, Burton Caldwell, a sibling told her, had used his own sperm to inseminate her mother without consent. Now, if that's not devastating enough, She found out something that was even more troubling. That one of her newly discovered siblings had been an old high school boyfriend. Holy shit! Holy shit! Holy shit! That she says she could have easily married. Her story represents one of the most extreme cases to date of fertility fraud in which fertility doctors have misled their female patients by using their sperm instead of a donor. It also illustrates how huge groups of siblings made possible in part by a lack of regulation can also lead to worst-case scenarios uh, like an accidental bout of incest. Oh, God. Oh, man. You are such a brother fucker. Oh, that's brother fucking awful. Maid says, I love 23andMe. Oh, these stories are so fantastic. Oh, my God. That is so great. I slept with my half-brother was the... the, the <laughs> that's what got me to do the story. As soon as I saw I slept with my half-brother, I was like... We're doing that story tomorrow. And it reminds me of one of my all-time favorite stories that I'm going to leave you with. I remember when we did this story, I don't think I've ever laughed so hard at a story before. The story was about a porn star. Um, And this porn star... She was not like, she's not a what they would call a contract girl. 
She's not one of the better-known porn stars out there. And this was in, in sometime in the early 2000s, so it wasn't like she was a Jenna Jameson or a Jill Kelly or, or anybody on that nature. Just some random porno chick. Now there are so many porno chicks. It, 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 I mean, it, it, porn's just weird now. But I, I've got a whole bit on that that I'm going to do at my next stand-up show. So this porno chick, she uh, signed, she gets called, and they, they ask her to come down, and, and they want her to film a scene. And it's what they call a glory hole scene. Meaning, she's going to suck the dick of a guy who puts his wiener in a hole, and they don't even meet. She just goes to town on Well, it turns out this was not a more reputable porno company. I know that's shocking. And when she got to the scene, uh, she's sitting there and she asked who she's going to work with. And they didn't say, but all of a sudden she heard the actor talk and she's like, wait a second. I know that voice. Well, it turns out that this girl comes from a very probably abused family. Since she's already in porn, uh, the voice that she recognized that was going to be on the other side of the wall was her brother. Well, she was mad. She was very, very mad and said she didn't want to do the scene. Now, they were going to pay her $500 for this scene. She said, no, you have to switch actors. They're like, no, we, we can't do it. It's too late now. Well, then I ain't going to do it. And I guess where they send their tapes off to, they, I guess she's popular there. So they said, okay, fine. Why don't you go, get something to eat, do something, then come back, and we'll have another actor here. And she's like, okay. And I know this story because she ended up suing the porno company. Because when she came back, they said, y'all ready? And she's like, yep. And they're like, okay, there's the dick, there's the hole, let's film. And why I think this story got thrown out, not only because it's a porno story, but because she didn't insist on meeting the actor. The porno company decided, well, we're not going to get another actor. We're just going to use her brother. And just told him to be quiet, which he did. They film the scene. Now, also, not only is she popular in this form, uh, area of the world, which I do believe was somewhere in the, the eastern area. I, I, I don't know what ease it was, but it, it was one of those ease countries where I do believe that incest videos are very, very popular. And they mean real incest videos, not this fake stepdaddy, stepdaughter stuff. So she filmed the scene, and and from my understanding of, of reading, it did finish. And then they introduced her to the actor, and it turned out it was her brother. Well, she sued. She sued for $50,000 a new cor- and a new Corvette. 
because this ended her three-month sobriety. She, she couldn't handle that she sucked her brother's dick, so she went out and drank. So she sued for 50 grand and a new Corvette. I did not know that you could put in door prizes in your lawsuits, but you can. Which, by the way, she did not win. And the reason why I tell this story is because of the very last part. The last part is so delicious. It's so fantastic to see how fucked up people can be. When the story broke, they interviewed her brother. And they said, did you have any problems filming a scene with your sister? And his quote, hopefully this gets put on his tombstone when he gets HIV. Pussy's pussy, man. That was it. Pussy's pussy, man. God. Oh. Oh. Scabs and acid drive vets. Cutty Shark Crew, you need to get the taste of your brother's dick out of your mouth. I don't even know if that'll do it. Uh, As family, that is going to do it for us today. Uh, We will be back on Monday, same Arnie time, same Arnie channel. Please remember that every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you're in there. So until Monday, look, if you're going to go out this weekend, you're going to go party, please have a great time. Party, drink, live it up. Have Have some libations for me. But whatever you do, do not get behind the wheel. Get yourself an Uber, get a Lyft, get a ride home, get a cab, because I want you back for Monday's show. So until then, adios, everybody. Man.
is outside waiting to arrest him.